Welcome to Two Birds, One Stone, an Arizona Cardinals podcast. Today is October 4th, 2021, Victory Monday. Uh, the Cardinals went into Los Angeles yesterday and kicked the shit out of the Rams 37-20 to 20 to improve to 4-0. Uh, Garrett, initial thoughts after the win? Um, fuck the Rams. Cardinals are badass. End of story. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Right. No, like, I mean, obviously you don't want to overreact or anything, but this is easily the best team in the NFL and the Super Bowl favorites going forward, right? Like, that's I'd say it's kind of say. an overreaction. I don't know if you were kidding or oh, being serious. But come on. It's a, no, obviously a little top, bit. Top of, three, easy. Easy top three. Being a little satirical. But, no, Cardinals looked fantastic yesterday um, against a Rams team that just came off of a, a win against the defending Super Bowl champs and the Buccaneers. Um, nobody really had the Cardinals winning that game um, except for us. 4-0 on our record prediction so far. But um, the overall from start to finish, uh, the Rams took an early lead with a field goal to go up 3-0. Cardinals uh, answered with a touchdown and never looked back. So um, defense played well. Kyler played probably his most complete game, I would say, I agree. as a pro. Like, no mistakes. I just feel – um, I feel like there was a no point in – like, he looked – that was the most in control I think I've ever seen Kyler Murray uh yeah this far and i know yeah. that when me and you watch the game together uh, of course as you know but i said during the game early on after they scored that first that first touchdown that um or, or uh field goal rather that kyler murray had to play perfect today and could not have any of the mistakes that we've talked about just the stupid bonehead mistakes and he did today he played perfect he had yeah. no stupid mistakes no stupid picks something like that i mean we could have he could have thrown two picks today and we still would have won. It was that much right. of a, a an ass kicking. Like right. Kyler, he started off extremely hot. He was started off 10 for 11 with like 160 yards and a touchdown. I think he completed like 10, 11 in a row there at one point. Yeah. And it was like, it was like the numbers don't jump out at you. I think he finished uh 75% completion, which is great. 24, 32, uh, 268 yards, two touchdowns. Um, another 40 yards on the ground. You've seen better stat lines before, but the, if you watch the game, the way he was spreading the ball around and just, he just had control of the game. The running game at the beginning wasn't working fantastic, but like every time he was dropping back, he was just dink, dunk, finding yeah. guys, then hitting the big play to AJ, then hitting a 20 yarder to Hopkins. Like he was picking his spots. Like you said, he just had control of, of the game from yeah. the beginning to the end. Yeah, it was awesome to see. Um, and then um, two uh, two touchdown game for James Conner again. Um, that's something that I feel he brings something that I feel the Cardinals haven't Cardinals haven't had for a long time. It's just a physical ground game guy who's going to mow you over. I know that his stats don't necessarily pop out for you, but he just kind of brings some sort of attitude that we haven't had for a long time that that Chase Edmonds can't necessarily give you. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. and I don't think his the numbers didn't look right. I think he had eighteen carries, fifty yards, so that's like. 2.8 yards a carry, which is like, eh, well, he didn't have a good game. He did, though, because in the spots where we needed him to get the yeah. yards, which is what you have James Conner for, he got you the yards you needed. Yeah. Um, Chase had kind of a slow start. Um, he caught the ball out of the backfield great, but he had a couple big burst runs there in the fourth quarter as we're kind of icing it away. He ended up with 12 carries for 120 yards. So on paper, that that's 10 yards of carry, but most right. of that came on those last few drives. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, spreading the ball around um, Hopkins, four catches, 67 yards, another big day from AJ green, Max Williams, five catches, 66 yards. The Cardinals had seven different receivers catch a pass, 
which that's happened three of the first four games. And the only other game was against Minnesota where they didn't do that. And they had six different guys catch a ball. So Murray is one of them receivers. Wasn't who was that? Andy Isabella. That's true. Andy Isabella is not to play a snap, (laughs) a snap the past. What he be, I think he played like a couple snaps week one. Correct. We don't give a fuck. It's basically that like should be the point though, because we're sitting at four and and other receivers are producing who gives a shit what Andy Isabella is doing at this point. I don't, Andy Isabella, here's my brain. He's all the way in the back. He's yeah, hiding. He's still like in a, there. Uh, He's in the back, but it's still kind of just like, a, eh, that sucks. You know, I'd rather no, have the. Not to me. I don't give a fuck. He's a, he's a rookie that didn't work out or a young guy that didn't work out. He's gone. He's out of the picture. He's out of my mind. We've got other guys that are producing. Um, like I said, Kirk didn't have a big game, but like I said, with the way that the they're moving the ball around, there's going to be guys that boom one week and then they come back down. So Kirk only had one catches for five yards or one catch five yards, but then next week he could turn around with six for 80 and two scores. Like, and I think that's fine. Like we saw so much last year where it was Hopkins is going to have 15 targets and he's going to have to catch 10 of those for a hundred yards right. to put us in a chance to win. And that's not the case this year. And that's, right. that's due to Kyler really commanding things and, and picking his spots and, and hitting guys when they're open and not trying to force force the ball into, right. into coverage that's not there. So Yeah, I agree. I think that this was definitely – this game was a, a big milestone in the maturing of Kyler Murray. He just looked so decisive. Uh, I, I know there was a play in, in particular um, that I saw. It was a play where he, he uh, juked out Aaron Donald, where he had yeah. Rondell Moore. Uh, 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 he was doing a, a fly route up the seam, and he did the, the spin on um, Aaron Donald. Instead of trying to make that throw to Rondell Moore, he got out of the pocket. He didn't look to run. He looked to just make make a pass. And then he, I think he hit, um, oh, I think it might have been A.J. Green or uh, Christian Kirk for the first down of some sort. Have been. I know on the hop, or Kirk's one catch was a rollout when uh, Kyler got out of some pressure and hit him uh, for five. But I think the one you're talking about, he steps up and he's kind of running up field. And then as uh, Ron and Moore's got one-on-one. So as a, I think it was a linebacker. And as the linebacker commits to Kyler running, he kind of just flips it and throws the ball towards to Moore as he's kind of going the sideline. They picked up 12 on the third and long there or something yeah. like that. But that play, like you said, where he's, he picks up Aaron Donald's actually the guy he gets away from. He rolls out left. He does a little hezzy on a linebacker and it's third and 16. He picks up 19 and the Cardinals drive stays alive. We can talk about the passing numbers all you want. You can't deny that the reason that he is so dynamic is and is going to be in the conversation for MVP is, is what he can do with his legs. Right. Cause that spot like there, right there, the Rams defense has played pretty well this year. They haven't seen anyone like him and the way that that can just fucking is such a gut punch to you. And you have, you have a guy pinned in, and you're expecting to, to hold him to a field goal and get the ball back for your offense, and then he goes and does shit like that, that's just like, goddamn, what are you supposed to do? So that's that's the reason why Kyler's going to be right there at right. the end of the year yeah, for I MVP. But, <clears throat> but, yeah, so everybody got involved on offense. Their offensive line dominated the Rams' front. Aaron Donald was virtually nothing in this game. Yes. You didn't hardly hear his name. No sacks. Um, he had a, a 51.5 pass rush grade uh, according to pff there was like two or three times where it was kyler one-on-one with aaron donald and he slipped him every time right. he'd roll out get the get rid of the ball but that's very impressive you talk about the rams strengths their front seven is one of them and it, you couldn't have tell tell on sunday because our line was right, so dominant. yeah absolutely yeah it was just some um, and, and i think you kind of see the um 
the big impact that Rodney Hudson has on exactly. on, on, a, on a, th- a thing like that. Just and, and not so much on the field, which of course he does have a big impact on the field, but in the locker room because coming into that game, it's like you said, a big front seven, and it's it's a lot of pass rush and pass rush, and it's Aaron Donald, yeah. and I think he did a really good job of kind of keeping them level and keeping them calmed down. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why he has a C on his chest. So, oh, one of my favorite Rodney Hudson plays. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, it was after. So Max Williams, it was after Max scored the touchdown. They hit Max Williams on another. It was a third down play. Brilliant play call. They had the running back uh, flank left whenever Kyler's snapping the ball. They kind of send Lyman that way, and then one or two go to the right. Kyler fakes left and then dumps it off to a wide open Max Williams because the, the, the play fake was to the left, and Max flows out to the right. Max gains like 35 yards in that play. And right there at the very end of the play yeah. was Rodney Hudson. He led the yep. whole way. A lot. Of, it's just effort plays like yep. that that are awesome to see. And then um, not just the pass blocking, the running game accounted for 216 yards as a team on the ground. That w- like That's what shows you it was not just Kyler out there making plays. They went out and they just punched them in the mouth repeatedly. Yep. Just smash mouth football. Yeah. Okay, we're up big. We're going to run the ball down your throats. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, it was good to see. I don't think we've seen an Arizona Cardinals team do that for a long time up until this point. So, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah. Um, defense played pretty well. At the beginning, we were kind of getting gashed there um, by the run game. Um, I think Daryl Henderson came back. He had some fresh legs. And it, well, there wasn't a whole lot we were doing to stop him. It just seemed like after they were up three, um, they were just kind of content to run the ball there. And we got kind of bailed out by – uh, the defense forcing turnovers, like we talked about last week, where we were bending a little bit, and in years past, we may break or we may give up three. On Sunday, they just said they forced turnovers instead right. of breaking. So on um, the the second Rams drive, there's that deep ball to, to Deshaun Jackson, and uh, Byron's able to undercut it. So another awesome play by Byron, so who good. just he just He's keeps so stepping good. up and making plays when you need them. So <clears throat> I think you called in preseason that he'd be a pro bowler. Yeah, I did. I mean, I we're sure getting did. there. And he's well we on his way. God, he's so good. He looks good on the field too. He looks cool. He's so good. I love him, I think. Um, yeah. But something that needs to be addressed, which I know you're not going to because you're too positive, is the fact that we did their run game did fuck us up. And the only reason that they quit putting up numbers is because they were down so big and had to pass. They couldn't, they didn't run. They could have kept up. If they would have been up and, and held the lead the whole time, they would have completely destroyed us on the ground. Just like we, just like we did uh, the week before by James Robinson and the Jags. Um, it's a problem that's going to need to be fixed. I mean, now it's a time to woohoo. We beat the Rams, probably the best teams in the league is what everyone said the, the week before, but it's going to be a problem. It's, 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 it's a problem that needs to be fixed. And I feel like we have the personnel to fix it, but I definitely think that we can't just sweep it under the rug because it needs to be fixed. <laughs> Yes, I'm a pos- I'm a positive person. Yes, we just kicked the shit out of the Rams. We're four zero. I see it. Okay, I see that the run game needs or the run defense needs to be fixed. All right, that's just I choose I choose to hit on all the positives. Maybe that's what this podcast will be. I'll hit the positives, and you can you can bring everyone down with the negatives. But I'm gonna say, yeah, okay, they could have looked better. But in the grand scheme of things, maybe it's because they were throwing the ball too much. They only let up 121 yards on the ground. Isn't great, but it's not terrible. 
you're right though. It did look there at there, especially in the first quarter and a half or yeah, so. It was bad. They were they were gonna be able to run the ball up and down our throats. Which I think they could have, but they just quit running because they were down because they felt they had the pig and then the fumble. If they would have held the lead the whole time, it might have been a different game. That's not the way it turned out, fortunately. And we we won big, but I just the glimpse of the, the past two weeks over the Jags tore us up on the ground, and then the, the Rams were able to literally gain like eight, nine yards of carry without us being able to stop it at all it's very concerning concerning fair point fine okay there's your negative nancy uh rant out of the way now can we go back to positives can we sure sure my friend thank you okay the second turnover of the game uh marcus golden sony michelle gets in the game we were talking about daryl henderson uh kind of running up and down our throats he goes out for a breather sony michelle comes in uh we kind of stuff him on a run to the right and marcus golden like uh like at the last second gets a hand in there, knocks the ball loose, and then you see Buda Baker pop out Mm -hmm. with the ball at the end. So that was just – that was it was a decently close game at that point. I think it was 14 to 10. So that's a big turnover to get the ball back to your offense um, to score, hopefully, before before half. Um, That's another week, another two big turnovers forced by the defense that really kind of put us in a a spot to win the game. This week, the difference was, and why it seemed so lopsided – the offense was just as good. So Kyler controlled the game. They put up points on both turnover drives. Um, you would like to see them do them as dominant as against the Jags, but they got, they, they saw, you think they say like, it's just another game against the Rams, whatever. We're not worried about the 0-1-8 record. You watch that game. They fucking knew that what the record was. They knew everybody right. talking was picking right. the Rams. It wasn't just another game. And they, sh- they came out and they just, they kicked him in the ass. Um, right, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll get into kind of some specific spots um, that there was a cup. There was a, pl- a play. Uh, the Rams are kind of driving and we're up. We're up big. It's I think it's a 20 point game. It's 34 14. And then um, they're down. The Rams make their way down to the goal line and they're at like the one. That's the first down stuff on the first two. The third, they decide to pass. I believe we stop that. And McVay decides to go for it, which you have to there. Right. Um and the Cardinals make the stop on a on an attempted pass to Higby. So you're sitting now, you're up 20, you're at your own one yard line. It's kind of a similar spot um, that we talked about in the Titans game and that big like blowout. Okay. Here's a, here's a long field. There's eight minutes or so left on the clock. Do your job, run the ball, run the clock out and let's just get out of here with the win. And they drove from the one yard line all the way down to what the, the, 20 or so they I don't yeah. think they scored a touchdown they did not, but no. we got we got three points out of it and we killed six minutes off the clock yeah that was the most Love impressive drive of the of, of the whole day to me honestly because you know and I don't I don't correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think we threw the ball on no. one time that whole drive I think it was literally all the way around and yeah I mean like I said, uh, we haven't had a we haven't had a Cardinals team able to do that for a long long time yeah. and um that's yeah that was my favorite drive of the whole day I mean we talked about James Conner earlier doing his job on the on the uh, short yardage. This is what, that's what Chase Edmonds is there to do there. Like he's a, he's, he's, he can handle a workload. Um, you see him, I think we're still at the seven yard line. He's there for the big burst plays. Mm-hmm. And that's what he can, he had a broke off a 54 yarder there um, to get us all the way into Rams territory from our own like 10 or so. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you have the two backs for the yeah. two different jobs. And they each did it well yesterday. Um, they, so we they, talked I think to, that they complement each other very well, like um, a lot better yes. than what I kind of expected them to, because you have the, obviously the elusive and then you have the power. So it, it works really well, I think. Yeah. So that was a great drive by cliff and that was cliff's best game as a pro. 
No, yeah, it's his best game since being a Cardinal. Just like we, we talked about Kyler controlling the game. I mean, that's Cliff controlling the game at the same time, putting Kyler in the play calls to succeed. Um, like, it just seemed like the from, like, I think Kyler said it in a post-game interview. He said this was the best game plan coming into a game that he has seen since yeah. com- coming out of the coming out of Oklahoma. So that just tells you that Cliff heard it too. He was tired of hearing about how his buddy McVay just owned his ass. He said this one, we're going to go out and win mm-hmm. and we're going to dominate. And, and we did. So I think this is the first, uh, the first Cliff Kingsbury coach game where I haven't, there hasn't been a time where I'm just like, what the fuck you doing? Like, like what the yeah. hell? If there's, if there wasn't like any, it wasn't any extremely bad play calls. It was all just well put together. It seemed scripted from the get go that this is what they wanted to do. And this is what they did. And it just seemed very well put together. Yeah, I think he needs his flowers, as they say, to kind of. Yeah, you were kind of. Did you did you want to say sorry? Um, No, I got the point (laughs) across. Obviously, someone listened and uh, he made that he made the adjustments and made it happen. So um, shout out to Cliff for listening to the pod. Yeah, straight up. Thanks, Cliff. Good game, Cliff. Keep it up. Um, Let's see what else did I have to go to. So, okay, I wanted to say this. Like we said, we're four and oh, everything is going just about as good as they could go after going into LA and, and beating the Rams and, and taking first place in the division, we get to a point every single year where your guard is down again. So like, you're ready. You, your guard is down. You, you eat the, like you read all the press clippings and you're ready to say that the Cardinal, this is the Cardinals year and they're going to go win the Super Bowl. I have reached that point. I am at the point now where I believe, I truly do believe in my heart that this team can win a Super Bowl and I am scared. So I'm not, okay. This is, I'm in a kind of a weird spot because I like, I, I kind of think of, of all the teams on our schedule and then in the NFL and I don't really, there's not a game, like a team that we could play where I wouldn't feel confident. Like I wouldn't feel like we're going to, we're going to lose. Like, like there's not a team, like they're a team in the league that I feel like that we could lose. We can play with everybody. You're saying, yeah, I'm essentially, but what makes me not fully, okay, we're going to be in, be in the long haul. We're going to make a deep run is the shit, terrible, disgusting, atrocious run defense that cannot, I mean, it's, it's, it needs to be fixed. If as soon as that gets fixed, then I'm right there with you. But that is just a, such a huge worry to me. Cause I know good coaches like McVay, like McVay, even though we didn't really get it figured out this week, I know good coaches are going to see the tape that we've put out these past four weeks and realize that, Holy shit. They can't defend the run with a shit. I don't know what happened from the week one, Derrick Henry fucking, what do you have 40 yards or something like that? I don't know what happened yeah, in, in between six, now under and then. 60 yards. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I'm, I'm that's, that, that's my number one concern as of now and i just can't fully can't fully let go and and just be like enjoy the ride uh just because of of the atrocious run defense okay so we have i'm trying to find the rankings for this rushing yards per game or total rushing yards we are down in the bottom one two three four five we're the sixth worst against the run and total yards we are Third worst in yards per attempt. Okay. I was, I looked at the numbers to try and um, bring you down and like, cause like to me, yeah, it's not looked great, but it hasn't like jumped at me and hit me in the chest. I guess like you had this week, it hit me in the chest. This week, it was bad. 
it was bad because I know that they would have been able to continue to do that unless unless we wouldn't have got them turnovers, which thankful we th- thankfully we did. But it it this week it was alarmingly like bad. Like it was a problem. It I wasn't great. It. So you're not ready. You're not there. You're you still. Have your I mean, problem. I'm I'm ready to. I I think that it, like I said before, I went on the little rant. I think that there's not a team in the in the league that we can't beat. But I'm just not ready to fully say yep. Um, if we don't make the Super Bowl, I'm pissed. Like it's this sucks. Or it's like, not, I would be disappointed. I think you know what I mean. Though. Like like last year, it was it was the Sunday night win in Seattle when we went to. I think we moved to four and two. I think that was what that game where Kyler. I th- if you looked up his numbers, they were fucking insane. I think he had like 460 total yards and four touchdowns or something. Um, that Isaiah Simmons pick game, the overtime yeah. win against Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So like after that, when I was like, okay, Kyler's second year, here we are four and two first place. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the one where we can make a playoff run, get back to the Super Bowl. Injuries happened. We didn't get there. I got hurt again. <laughs> so after the Hail Mary, Everything went downhill, and I felt pain after that. I have back to this point where we talked about recently. We're four and zero. I've like literally kind of forgot what it feels like to have a Sunday where the Cardinals lost, and it's like fuck. That's yeah. been so long ago. I don't even remember what yeah. that feels like. People think I'm joking. I don't. Remember. I really, like physically don't remember that pain, and I, it'll come, and it's gonna suck. But yeah. I have forgotten all that. Now, in the back of my mind, as I'm trying to suppress it and knock the excitement down in my mind i think the arizona cardinals can and have a decent shot to make it to the super bowl if not win it and now and now we wait and we see what event happens to where i get crushed again as we all do every year but we're gonna stay positive because we're four and fucking oh baby we are four oh and that doesn't happen very often for the arizona Cardinals franchise so we take them this where we can get them this brings me right back to my heartbreak point what was the last time we finished or started four and oh garrett do you know 12 yep and we were at that game in St. Louis when we beat the Rams to go to four and zero with Kevin Cobb. Fucking tar- you- targeting ass bitch ass Rams tried to kill. They, poor, they gave poor, poor Kurt Kevin Warner. Cobb a concussion. Yeah. Um, Kurt Warner, not Kevin Cobb. In 2012, it was Kevin Cobb. Kurt Warner retired oh. after the after 2010 when we lost to the Saints. The Saints were the ones that went head hunting. Oh well, fuck them and yeah. Anyway, continue. Anywho, Kurt Warner, come on. Okay, so Kevin yeah, Cobb in 2012. <laughs> We start 4-0. Do you know what we finished that year? We we lost. I don't want to. We lost the last, I think, 10 of 11 games or something. like. We Uh, finished 5-11 after starting 4-0. So as I'm sitting here pounding the table thinking, this is obviously a way more complete team. Okay, I'm not an idiot. Right. But we have seen epic collapses before. So that's going to keep me kind of humble. So it doesn't history doesn't bode well for four and for the Arizona Cardinals, but I have a I'd be willing to bet that we probably don't finish five and eleven. That's just What's, what I will say. Um, what would be your expected win loss at this point? I'm not even gonna look at the record just off the top of my head. Just just uh, off the top of your head, what you think we'll end up as? I think we if we don't finish twelve and five, I'll be kind of pissed off after starting four. I was thinking I was thinking like. 15 and two like i was thinking good like i was oh, you uh, thought i was gonna say something like that yeah i thought you were gonna say something like way higher oh no i'm just setting that's my fl- like if we don't get at least 12 wins that's I'll what the least off. you expect yeah. what do you what at, at your your like 
what do you think is going to happen? I don't want to know like what at this point, whatever, what do you think the win loss total is going to be? 14 and three is pretty crazy. Like that's to win 14 games in a year. The whole extra game thing is going to throw me off. Cause yeah. I would say 13 and three, I'll go 13 and four. I'll just, I'll say that that is what I think that we can do. God, now the way that I sound right now, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, here we go. I'm going to listen to this in a few weeks when we're fucking seven and four or some shit and be like, God damn yeah. it. Why did I why did I let myself fall into this again? But here we are. This is what happens. Every I'm confident year. besides the run defense. And I think I've made that point. I won't elaborate any further. It, it is. It is apparent that they do need to go out and, and make like they just flooded the corner room. Like they went out and signed guys to be either on the practice squad or or just for depth add some pieces to the defensive mm-hmm. line. You're, you need to just get a few hefty big boys, D tackles in there and see what yes. happens. We've had success with it before. Um, Angelo Blackson a few years ago came in from the Texans, made a splash right away. We've, I think Kime does have a good track record with the defensive front. So we'll see what happens. Um, so before we get into next week, first of all, let's everybody fuck it, soak it in. The Cardinals are 4-0. You could not ask for a better start after four weeks. They have won every single game. Soak this in as you can before that inevitable heartbreaking loss does come. Appreciate this because we don't get a lot of good Cardinals football. That's that's not something anybody in history has ever seen, a Super Bowl winning Cardinal team. Rarely a playoff team, but we, we might have a playoff team at least here. So soak it in as the season goes on. Like, appreciate it. That's what I will have to say about that. But um, Smell the flowers while they're here. Sniff them up. Um, We'll move on to the Two Birds, One Stone Player of the Week Award. This player has had this award elude him for the first three weeks. This player has garnered national media attention for the first three weeks, but has not captured this award. Week one, an outstanding performance by Chandler Jones took it away from him. Week two, Offensive Player of the Week by the National Football League was given to him. We said, no, you don't earn. You didn't earn it yet. Mm-mm. Too many turnovers. Turn the ball over twice. We're going to go ahead and give that to Max Williams. Shout out Max Williams. Week three, solid game. Another turnover. Not, not great. Another ugly one. Byron Murphy goes on defense, gets two picks. You can't hold that award from, away from him. But week four, your odds on favorite to win the MVP award almost across all sports books and your week four, two birds, one stone player of the week. Kyler fucking Murray, baby. Congratulations to Kyler Murray. Clap it up. Clap it up. Chasing this it's about award. damn time. It's about damn I time. Was gonna say, say. We made it to week four without the, the MVP favorite of the league winning, winning our award. I feel like um, this week he deserved it. I'm tough on Kyler because I know how good he can be. So I feel like this week he deserved it. And I know that he's been listening week to week. You've been listening to me, Kyler. I mean, you saw that picture of uh, TMZ caught him wearing our hoodie, right? Oh, yeah, that is correct. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I did see that. So, Avid listener, yeah. Kyler Murray. But, yeah, fucking like we said earlier, he controlled the game from yeah. start to finish. He looked like an MVP. He looked like those games when you're watching the Packers or the, the Seahawks on primetime where it's like they, they have everything un- under control from start to finish. They know where they're going with every pass before the play even starts. That was Kyler Murray today, and that's why he – is the I don't think there was a right better. Now. I don't think there was a better quarterback in the NFL on this Sunday, um, this past no. Sunday. Yeah, it wasn't a better quarterback in the league on Sunday. Yeah. and like I said, the numbers aren't crazy, but seventy-five percent. I think he's leading the league in completion percentage right now. Like yeah. outstanding. No Cardinal ever has had three straight seventy-five percent completion games in a row, and he just did that. He went from 80, 80, 75. 
So that's amazing. Um, six carries, 40 yards on the ground, which is the most he's had this season. He did it when he needed to. He never looked to run. He, like you said, on the third and longs, whenever it was there, he took it. And that's all you can really ask for. So he's growing up, growing right up right in front of our eyes. eyes. Like uh, I'm being too, uh, too rah rah this week. But as I say, with the appreciate this team, appreciate this fucking quarterback. Cause yeah. every, every Cardinal great quarterback that we've had so far has been, we got him at the end. And I mean, yes, Kurt led us to a Super Bowl and he was fantastic. And he's a Hall of Famer. And Carson Palmer, right there, took us right. to the NFC Championship game. We got those guys at the very end. We get to watch Kyler as he goes from year one throughout hopefully many, many playoff runs and a few Super Bowl appearances. We'll see. But we get to watch this guy from start to finish, which is fucking awesome. So, I so don't take advantage of that either. Um, so, hell yeah, Kyler, finally, two birds, one stone player. Of the Congrats, week. my friend. Up. I'll cough up one more time. Uh, on to Niners week. So uh, division play started last week um, with us going to L.A. This week, the Niners come back to Arizona. They're home at the end of last season um, as they kind of got kicked out of San Fran last year with COVID shit going on. Um, so the Niners will be back in town. Jimmy G is questionable, I believe. I don't know if he's been out, ruled out or not. I yet thought he was ruled point. out. Um, Maybe he is. I, like I think he weeks, is. I think it's from what I saw. He's going to be out for Okay, so yeah, Jimmy G goes out with a calf injury um, to Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks beat the the Niners this week, um, and Trey Lance relieved him in the second half. Didn't look special. I think we, no. I think, I think in that prediction in our season preview, we said Lance would be in at this point, yeah, and here we are. So, albeit due to injuries, but we're correct once again. Mark it down. Can't um, beat us. But Lance did come in in the second half. He went nine for eighteen. I think he did throw a couple touchdowns. Um, but we'll see a rookie quarterback this week. All the Niners obviously are everybody's. The media loves them for some goddamn reason. Cliff Kingsbury has a better win loss winning percentage than Kyle Shanahan. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. That's pretty fucking nuts. Yeah, and all crazy. anybody talks about is how how, how much, much of a genius, genius Kyle Shanahan is. He's the best. He's no. dealt with QB injuries, but Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's. Kyle Shanahan's not a fucking Hall of Fame coach. We'll see what happens, but and now they're going to lose. So where are they going to put that in there? Anyway, so we'll be playing a rookie quarterback on Sunday. We'll see what Trey Lance has. Um, we haven't seen a quarterback really like that yet this year. That kind of has that physical athleticism. So, so we'll see what goes on there. Um, they're now two and two. Uh, Seattle is two and two, and LA is three and one. So, these division games, man, they're very important. So, to go in and protect our own stadium and get another division win and start off 2-0 would be humongous. I think the Cardinals are in a good spot to do that uh, with the rookie starting, um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a uh, – I think you you have uh, noted here is just stop the run. I've preached about it almost this whole podcast, it seems. It's going to be a big stop the run game because I know Shanahan's – it's kind of where he excels at is creating um, say, space yeah. in the run. So um, we're just going to have to stop the run. I'm not so worried about the, the rookie quarterback, but um, we all know that we need to stop the run, so we yeah. don't need to harp on it too much. And I will shit on Shanahan for the winning percentage, but yeah, he is he's a, he is the best in the NFL at designing run schemes. Right. Um, they can roll out fucking use check. Their fullback could be their starting running back, and they'll probably get a hundred yards on the ground. Right. Their 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 scheme is incredible. So right. I don't even know. I don't know. I think Sermon had a decent game. He'll he'll probably be their starter again. Raheem Mostert's out for the year. Um, Mitchell was out last week with shoulder. 
I believe it'll be Trey Sermon. I think he had like 18 carries for 90 some yards. So they're going to run the ball and we'll see what happens. That's our biggest we'll weakness, see. according to Garrett. So we will and see. It is. And I agree. Um, so, yeah, that was my key. My keys to the game were the same as yours. Stop the run, make Trey Lance beat you. So, so that's, that's kind of a little preview for next week. Um, we'll get into our bets now. Garrett is having a good week and good couple weeks. I am having a couple bad weeks. So we'll let Garrett start. I'm on a heater, my friends. Um, it's not officially one this week, but I'll go ahead. I had two different parlays running. The first one I had was the Lions, Falcons, and Vikings all money line tend to win 86.86. Did not happen. Obviously, as you know, Lions suck. Uh, didn't really expect that out of the Bears this week. And then the other one I have going, Cardinals, Seahawks, Raiders, and Ravens all money line. So we need the Raiders to win tonight, obviously. And that's 10 to win 310. That's the big one. Um, I don't yeah. have any faith in the Chargers. I've been down, I bet against the Chargers every week this week, and it's been okay but i bet for the raiders say, it can be that great two and one so i bet on the raiders every week this week and obviously they're four or three and oh so um i have faith in the raiders and uh hopefully we make a little money can i say something that's gonna make me sound like a dick sure i hope you lose <laughs> i am i'm bitter about my picks that i have lost you are up on me this year and I want to have that crown as the, as the number one. It's not gambler. my fault you're cold as hell, bitch. It's not my and fault you're cold as hell. And I don't like it. So I hope that you lose. So, but okay. we'll see. That's, that's terrible. That's, that's Plus, terrible co-host behavior, terrible brother <laughs> behavior. Um, you never, I would never wish that upon you. So I guess you can kind of do that if you want, but I uh, never wish that upon you. I hope okay, I, I win. So I will all say that I'm also, I'm also on the Chargers bandwagon. I've kind of said that from the beginning. And I'd like to be right about the Chargers. That's the only reason that I want you to lose. But I like the Raiders. Maybe we make a little side wager on the Chargers what do you Raiders game. What do you want? Why did you bet on that parlay? Why? What, what? did you bet? Ten. You bet ten bucks. Okay, so I'll bet. I'll just bet you twenty on the game tonight that the Chargers win. That way. No, I'll just do that. How about that? Uh, straight up, or are you giving me any points? I'm not giving you any. No, I'm not giving you points. I think they're favored by like three. It's a home game for them. There's going to be more Raiders fans than Chargers fans. All right, that's fine. 20 straight up. 20 straight up it is. So there's one bet I will win, folks. As we look back on this, when you are listening right now, you'll know and you'll either think I sound so fucking stupid or you'll still think I'm stupid before sounding so cocky about it. But yeah, let's why don't we get into your your fucking bets of the week, please? (laughs) Yeah, no, we've uh, we've cooled off. I won like fucking 300 bucks week one and it has not looked good since. So I'll just you've hit one one parlay this whole time, like or this whole season. I won like four week one with the player props and stuff like that. Okay, I thought you only had I thought you had one big one, but okay. You thought, bro. Yeah, you fucking thought. All right. So this week, I won't say all the teams, but I had a parlay that included the Titans. 20 bucks would have won me 80. And the Titans couldn't fucking go into the Jets stadium and beat the winless Jets. Zach Wilson looked like a pro bowler in that game. They couldn't do shit on offense. I get that Julio and AJ were out, but that's damn embarrassing no i am excuse. a no i'm excuse. a i'm a hardcore anti-titans person the rest of the way through because that's that's ridiculous not only did i lose that bet but it's embarrassing you can't lose yep. to the jets that's at any terrible point. i don't care if you're on the road 
if the Jets were, or if the Titans were not in the AFC South, the worst division in football, they would not even be close to a playoff team. They'd win fucking six games. That's my hot take. So I agree. The Titans suck. Shout out Bachman. Shout out Stark. I know you're listening. Shout Um, out the Tennessee butt cheeks. Fuck you and fuck your team. So we can move on. Tennessee butt cheeks. Tennessee Titans. Gross. Um, Then I had another parlay. Three of the four teams won. I had the Chargers, Cardinals, Cowboys, and Lions. So uh, Garrett wasn't the only one that had the Lions this week. Damn, there's the Lions. Like, you feel like such a dumb fuck for picking the Detroit Lions to win a football game, but they they kept it close to against the Baltimore or against Baltimore the week before. Had the record breaking field goal to beat them, and Chicago looked like the worst offensive football team in the history of the of football last week, like right. a total of what, like 40 yards and like negative one passing yards yeah. or something like that. Just terrible. And then Justin Fields obviously comes out and he looks good and the bears are running the ball and the lions can't do anything on offense. So we lose that one. That would have been a big one. That would have been like 140 bucks. So that one hurts. That one hurts. So, yeah. so yes, I'm, I'm cold and I need to, I need to turn it around and, uh, I was about to take back me wanting you to lose, but I'm not going to because I don't mean it. So I won't lie to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's fine. Um, go Raiders is all I can say. All right. Go Chargers. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you like the show, tell other Cardinals fans. Uh, let's grow this thing. Tell us what you think of the show, what you want to see, um, if there's things that we need to prove on. Um, be nice about it, though. Don't be a dick. Seriously. Um, Cardinals are 4-0. Look to be 5-0 next week. Keep things going against the Niners. Um, yeah, so. Smell we'll the roses, all. my friends. We'll see you all again, smell them again too next hard. week. Yes, yeah, soak it all in. 4-0, motherfuckers. All right, see you guys later. Go, birds. Peace.